0: Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta, thanking you for being with me, because we've got something to talk about here. The Wall Street Journal last week, well, actually two weeks ago, this is in their January 11th edition, uh, had a, a, an insightful piece titled, Why the Catholic Church is Losing Latin America. And then under the headline, you had the kicker, Conservative Pentecostals make huge inroads despite Regions' first pope. Brazil is poised to become minority Catholic soon. As soon as this year, excuse me. Well, it starts out by telling very briefly the story of Tatiana Aparecida de Jesus, uh, former prostitute, uh, cracked cocaine uh, was part of her life. She used to walk the city, used to walk the city streets there in Rio de Janeiro. Last year, this woman, who's mother of five kids, last year she joined a small Pentecostal congregation in downtown Rio called Sanctification in the Lord. And she left her old life behind, okay? This is what she said, quote, The pastor hugged me without asking anything, um, and um, when you are poor, she said, it makes so much of a difference when someone just says good morning to you, good afternoon, or shakes your hand. Now, Ms. De Jesus is now 41 years old. She was raised Catholic. And she's one of more than a million Brazilians who have now joined evangelical, Protestant, or Pentecostal churches since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, You know, for for centuries, I'm sure you know, for centuries, Latin America was Catholic. I mean, uh, the the region had virtually no uh, religious competition there. It was thoroughly Catholic. Today... Catholicism has been losing adherence to other faiths in the region, especially, though, Pentecostalism. And, of course, they're also losing people to the, you know, people just falling away from the faith. They're they're unchurched. They're secularized. But Pentecostalism is the form of Christianity, which has been the most striking competitor uh, to the church. And this shift has continued even under our first Latin American pope, Pope Francis. There are seven countries in the region, that's Uruguay, the Dominican Republic, and five in Central America, that now have a majority of non-Catholics in their population. This is a survey that was done by uh, a a Chile-based pollster. Uh, In a symbolic milestone here, Brazil, which has the most Catholics of any country in the world, that's expected to become minority Catholic as soon as later this year. Uh, in Rio State, it 's already happened. Catholics make up only 46 percent of the population, and a little more than a third uh, of, a little more than a third of uh, the slums uh, are filled with Catholics. In other words, we are losing vast amounts of people. In Latin America, and the reasons for the shift are complex, uh, no doubt about it. But I don't think I don't think it really should should baffle us. Um, there have been political changes that have reduced the Catholic Church's advantages over other religions. Okay, uh, that's one thing that's changed. There's been growing secularization uh, in Latin America, just as in the rest of the world, where religion gets pushed to the margins of life. And you've also got uh, competition, not just the political changes, not just growing secularization, but you've got uh, religious competitors. Evangelical churches, for instance, during the pandemic have been especially effective at using social media to keep people engaged. And here's the, here's the part that I think strikes me as the most significant. And this, is, this argument is made by critics inside the church and outside the church. They point to the failure to satisfy the spiritual and social demands of many people, especially the poor. Um, You know, Latin Americans often describe the Catholic Church as out of touch with their everyday struggles. Uh, And in the 1960s and 70s, uh, you had the rise of liberation theology. Now, that was a time when the Catholic Church in Latin America kept stressing Its mission as a mission of social justice, and in some cases they were actually Marxist in their in their thinking, and they didn't bother they didn't bother to counter, the appeal of Protestant faiths. And (laughs) there's a legend, there's a quip down there that shows up in in, um, these conversations, and it goes like this: in in the nineteen sixties and seventies, the Catholic Church opted for the poor. And the poor opted for the Pentecostals. So why? What is it? It is very simple. Uh, the, the claim of those who are leaving the Catholic Church to join Pentecostal groups, the primary reason that is given is that within this Pentecostal environment, they have encountered Christ. Now, there are other issues, too. But I'm I'm focusing on this issue of encounter. Uh, And let me say, the declining influence of Catholicism in Latin America has far-reaching social and political consequences. You know, uh, in countries such as Brazil, conversions to Pentecostal Christianity have boosted socially conservative views. And this is happening in the uh, favelas, the the poor districts, all the way up to the halls of Congress. And, And it's It's the rise of Pentecostalism and evangelicalism in Brazil that has propelled uh, the politically conservative movements that elected President uh, uh, Bolsonaro to power back in 2018. He still identifies as Catholic, by the way, but he got himself rebaptized by a Pentecostal pastor in the River Jordan back in 2016, and he was leading up to his presidential campaign Uh, Pentecostals and evangelicals are prominently represented in his cabinet. They make up a third of Brazil's Congress now, and his wife attends an evangelical church. So you can see this is not just happening, you know, on the margins or among the poor. It's happening among the poor, but it's happening all the way up to the highest political structures. And the emphasis in Pentecostal Christianity, of course, is direct contact, direct encounter with the Holy Holy Spirit, operative in one's life, um, exuberant forms of worship, uh, a full uh, uh, expectation that the Holy Spirit will uh, manifest the full range of spiritual gifts that are listed in the New Testament. Uh, There's an emphasis on speaking in tongues, on faith healing, you know, or healing, Faith healing is a tricky word. And also, unfortunately, there's a big rise of the prosperity gospel in Latin America as well. So you have a strange mix because, believe it or not, the prosperity gospel has a great uh, appeal to many people who are poor. Um, But I think the the big thing that we should take from this is that those who are leaving the Catholic Church in Latin America to join Pentecostal groups or other evangelical Protestant groups what they 're saying is that quote they are finding Jesus in these other traditions now having come out of the evangelical Protestant tradition which was very influential in my life in my uh, you know in my 20s 30s and into my 40s uh, you know I have respect for it uh, but I also know what it lacks, and that's you the know, reason I came, returned to the, the Catholic faith. Uh, the Catholic Church, in my estimation, is is the most biblical form of Christianity that's out there. It also uh, offers the chance to encounter the Lord Jesus, not only in my personal prayer time or devotions, but in the sacraments, especially in the Eucharist. So to me, it, it, it is really a shame when I hear people leaving the Catholic Church because they are, quote, finding Jesus elsewhere. I'm glad they're finding Jesus elsewhere. Well, let me put it this way. I'm glad they're finding Jesus elsewhere. I think it's tragic that they're finding him elsewhere. I'm glad they're finding him. I I think it's sad that they're finding him outside the visible boundaries of the Catholic Church. And again, I want to stress this is a big deal for the global Catholic community because Latin America— uh, in the Caribbean, home to about 41% of the world's Catholics. So you're, you're talking about going to the, um, you know, a, a kind of a uh, a bastion of historic Catholicism. Um, this, I, I do recommend that, you, we'll have the article posted for you uh, in the Crested Guest Archives because I think it's worth, it's worth looking over. For years, people have been wondering if Latin America was going to be turning Protestant. But now the numbers are coming in, and there seems to be no doubt that this is a serious matter. Since the 19, It's not all bad news. Uh, since the 1970s, I should point out that Catholics, uh, the charismatic renewal movement within Catholicism has uh, come alive in Latin America, and it's attracting many people uh, to the Catholic faith and also helping many Catholics. Uh, come to grips with the reality of spiritual gifts. And, um, and also, it, it's also reinvigorated devotion to the Blessed Mother. You know, uh, in 2020, about 23% of Catholics in Latin America claim to be, quote, charismatics. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, the charismatic renewal is, you know, in in that sense, fighting back. And there's been a new birth of uh, emphasis on apologetics in Latin America, so keep that in mind, too. You know, so many people leave uh, the church because they they don't know what the church teaches. They don't know how to defend the church's teaching uh, against intellectual bullies, and um, oftentimes they haven't had anybody within the church help them come to uh, a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus. So they they drift away. There's nothing within Catholicism that would intrinsically cause someone to turn away, uh, but there's great misunderstanding. There's a, a major leader in the Brazilian uh, Catholic community, uh, Reverend Paul Ricardo, has as a priest with about a million and a half followers on Facebook, and he's come out and he's condemned Liberation Theology as heresy, and he um, you know he's also He's also working with these political conservatives in Brazil. I'm not going to claim that I know very much about political conservatism in Brazil, but this is big, it gets, there's a lot of ink spilled on this question, um, especially since the Catholic Church traditionally has been focusing on social justice issues. Uh, Pope Francis, if you remember, when they had the uh, synod, the Amazonian synod, They hardly spent any time discussing how Latin America was losing vast numbers of people, people leaving the church. It was a missed opportunity. We pointed it out at the time. But you cannot expect people to stay within the church if you're not presenting Jesus in his most vibrant form.